socially distancing a digital forensics lab. I'm Tanya Hall and joining me is Lam Gwen, Director of the Defense Cyber Forensics Laboratory at the DOD Cybercrime Center. Welcome, Lam. Thank you. So what is the mission of the Defense Cyber Forensics Lab? We are a support organization that uh, provides uh, forensic investigative activity for all of the military criminal investigative organizations. So organizations like CID, NCIS, OSI, essentially all criminal investigations associated with the Department of Defense, we provide the digital forensic analysis to those cases. Before the COVID pandemic, how did you get your jobs done? How did you research, analyze, and develop evidence? How did you conduct interviews? How much travel was involved? Like, how did, how did you help solve cybercrime? So our organization, uh, specifically the Cyber Forensics Lab, consists of about 100 folks. Uh, and they all do different aspects of the forensic examination activity. When we get evidence that's submitted to us, uh, and that's generally by mail, uh, we collect that evidence. We do a process called ingestion, which is um, what, what most people commonly refer to as chain of custody. We are uh, marking the evidence as it relates to a particular exam. And then what's different about our lab versus other forensic labs is that we duplicate that evidence. Uh, so, for example, if you are in a uh, blood analysis lab, for example, you can't duplicate a blood sample. So you have to do your analysis on the blood that you receive. In our world, because digital is set differently than other forensic disciplines, we're able to make a very substantively identical uh, image, what we call a forensic image of the original data. And what this allows us to do is, is that we can then take the original evidence and put it on a shelf and then focus our analysis on the duplicate. Uh, because data is so volatile, right? Just by you turning on your computer or opening a file, it changes the nature of that evidence. Your last modified date, the last time you open a file changes and you don't want that to affect your forensic examination. So what we do is, is we make this duplicate, we put it in this protected state that doesn't allow that volatile data to be changed at all. And then we examine it for the common types of uh, cases that we do. And so we look at digital devices such as phones. Uh, we get a lot of, because most of that, most of today's communications and, and computing are, are done on mobile devices. Your iPads, obviously laptops and computers, uh, all manner of devices have digital evidence on them. And so once we're able to duplicate and forensically protect that data, we can do our analysis on it. Once the pandemic hit, like many of us, you had to change your operating model. Tell us that story. What did you have to do and how quickly did you accomplish it? Uh, so, you know, I think the stereotype across the federal government is, is that we're slow to do anything. Uh, and I'm particularly proud to say that we pivoted rather quickly. Uh, and part of that is, is because of this process that I just described to you. When you're able to create a forensic duplicate of something, 
you don't have to have considerations like sending people home with evidence, right? What we, we generally refer to as evidence that gets bagged, it gets tagged, it gets stored in an evidence locker uh, that's protected by evidence custodians. Uh, we don't have to worry about physically safeguarding that data because again, we have that forensic copy. And so what we were able to do was go to a telework environment where we've created this virtualized lab uh, that's accessible from the outside. And that allows our forensic examiners to stay socially distant, uh, protect their health, protect the health of, of their families, but yet still continue to access the evidence and, and to look at and forensically examine data that they wouldn't otherwise be able to do outside of uh, physically being there. And so our virtualized lab environment allows uh, all of the different security safeguards that is common to, I think, that, you know, uh, computer networks. Uh, we're able to secure, we're able to harden that network, and then we're allow we can allow our examiners to do their jobs uh, and they and do it remotely. That does require us to make uh, some considerations, right? Like somebody has to open the mail. And so what we've done is we've been able to kind of spread out a little bit, create a skeleton crew of folks to do evidence ingestion, uh, be able to make those copies, to physically touch the evidence, make copies, put it in our virtualized lab, and then support the other individuals that remotely access that. Uh, obviously, we'd love to have a hundred percent of our workers not have to expose themselves uh, to, you know, uh, potential dangers of the pandemic. But the reality of it is, is that we've went significantly from a hundred percent non-teleworking environment to the point where we really only have about twenty percent of our personnel reporting into the office every day, which satisfies all of the different requirements that allow us to continue to do our mission. What was the most important lesson that you learned about transforming an operation quickly? Uh, I, I think that it's trust your people. Uh, when you have a, a lab environment or a, any kind of organization that doesn't regularly rely on uh, that kind of dynamic, fast-moving telework environment that you had. And it's funny, if we were talking about this a year ago, right, no one's talking forensics through telework, right? And so when, when you're able to trust the people that work for you and recognize that they are able to do their jobs in a way that doesn't require this kind of punch the clock mentality, you realize that you can leverage that, um, uh, th that level of uh, ability and trust that they do the job that you need them to do. And in fact, our numbers are better than they ever have been. Uh, so if you talk to any forensic lab, the focus is always this uh, metric called days in lab. Uh, days in lab being how long or how fast we can turn around uh, a, an evidence submission. Our days in lab have actually gone through the roof in terms of um, how quickly we can turn around a, a, a piece of evidence. So whereas we were regularly in 2019 uh, hitting about 70 day, days in lab for a turnaround, 
Uh, I think in December, we were at 48 days uh, turnaround time. So again, it's that ability to trust your people to do the right thing if you provide them the tools and the latitude to do so. At some point, the pandemic will subside and the world will go back to being closer to normal. At least I have to believe that it will. At that point, what changes do you think that your operation will retain from this whole experience? Best of both worlds. I, I think what, what, what we have is now empirical evidence that a model like this can work. I think that there are concessions that no longer need to be made in a non-pandemic world. And so what you do as lab management is you assess where the uh, best of breed solutions come from. Does it make sense for this particular group of individuals to report in? Uh, or does it make sense to give them the flexibility to work at a pace and, and in a way that works for them? I, I think that with the empirical evidence that we have and the metrics that we have associated to how efficient we can operate without physical lab space, I think that's a huge uh, tool to be able to uh, impress upon the industry how important it is to be able to kind of implement these hybrid and flexible solutions. Uh, it, it also addresses other considerations, like do you really need that many buildings? Do you really need that much square footage? These are all things that we can significantly save on in terms of uh, federal government dollars that we're using uh, when we're able to work in this virtualized environment and show that it works. Lam Gwen, Director of the Defense Cyber Forensics Laboratory at the DOD Cybercrime Center. If somebody wants to connect with you, Lam, maybe they want to find out more about your work, or maybe they've got questions about that quite distinguished set of guitars behind you. Um, how can they do that? Uh, so our organization is at www.dc3.mil, that's .mil, uh, and you can find everything uh, about everything that we do there at the Cyber Forensics Lab. Uh, if they'd like to connect with me personally, they can find me on LinkedIn. Uh, with my username is GoToLam. That's G-O-T-O-L-A-M. Thanks again, Lam. And find and subscribe to more of my interviews right here on YouTube, iTunes, and Spotify, or at TanyaHall.net. Thanks for watching.